Glyn? Yes. Will you do some maths? Some maths? Some maths for me. I'm just going to give you some sums, okay? Some simple uh, sums. Okay. What is... I'll start with a sort of reasonably hard one. Seven times two plus one. Fifteen. What's eight plus two plus five? Fifteen. What's sixteen minus one? Fifteen. What's fifteen plus zero? Fifteen. Which episode is this? Fifteen! Yeah, you see? Yay! Oh, clever, see? Because it was a bit of education, and also, this is the episode we're on. That was genius, because I didn't work out until about the third sum what yeah. we were doing. We hadn't, we hadn't discussed this, I'm that we? stupid. No, we hadn't. No. This is episode 15 of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. It would have been possibly episode 16 or episode 17, for yes. two different reasons. One, if we'd interviewed Stuart Lee, which we didn't have time to when he was here in September. No. And then last month, uh, we had Phil Kay here recorded an interview, except it didn't record. So that interview only ever happened... In our minds. In our minds, between We all us. sat around a computer, discussed some stuff for a while, and then walked away, and it was just... It was a nice chat. But it was it a nice just, chat. Quite possibly the best interview we've ever done. I think... It, you know that thing with David Frost and uh, Richard Nixon? Yeah. That famous... It was better than that. Yeah. And uh, you know that uh, interview that Princess Diana did when she had the sort of sideways head on, and she was talking about sort of, you know, things being hard with Prince Charles, remember yeah, that? Yeah, that one, It yeah. was better than that. Really? Yeah, it was definitely better than that. Yeah. Yeah, it's but, just that uh, no one will ever hear it. No, we might get an actor in just to um, imitate Phil Kay. Yeah. Maybe. We might get Peter Kay. That'd be good. Yeah, just to pretend to be Phil Kay. Yeah. Though if, it be, if it's anything like, I don't know if you've ever seen the Peter Kay, we should just get on with the podcast, really. Yeah. I was just going to say the Peter Kay Doctor Who episode, which is fucking awful. Anyway, this is episode 15, and Doctor Who fans would agree with me. This is episode 15 <laughs> of the More Than Mostly all of them. Every single, believe me, it's awful. I've seen bits of it. Is it the one where his face is in a sort of... Yeah. Yeah, I've seen bits of it's it. Ju- it's just, it was directed by a Peter Kay. Oh dear. And it was just rubbish. Dear. But that's not important right it's now. It's a bit like the Ricky Gervais episode of The Simpsons. Yes, which is also quite bad. Yeah. Well, more the really long song thing yeah. where he's singing. But that said, if either Peter Kay or uh, Ricky Gervais want to employ us for any of their future projects, we are more than happy to do it. Yeah, we love them. Even if it's the same as that Simpsons episode and that um, Doctor Who episode. Anyway, this is episode 15 of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. Tonight we have interviews with uh, John Thompson and Nathaniel Metcalf. Yes. Which is very exciting. Very exciting. Uh, I guess we'll start with Nathaniel Metcalf, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, This is our second interview with him. We interviewed him many, many moons ago uh, before he was doing his um, pilot of the James A. Caster yeah. series he's doing for Radio 4 now of course he's a big star he's uh, a big star with a, with a series well not yep. his series but it's James A. Caster's series that he stars in and no doubt we'll talk about that right now so sit down get comfortable listen to Nathaniel Metcalf so we're sat here with Nathaniel Metcalf we are it's indeed yeah good evening little disclaimer we have to speak a little bit quieter than usual this evening because there's a play going on beneath us directly below our feet quite yeah. a quiet play isn't it yeah so, very quiet yeah so, so quiet, I can't actually tell. hear it yeah, it's yeah. That, yeah we're probably louder than them so probably. we might have to dub new voices mm. afterwards yeah that's all right so uh, what have you been up to how, how, well first off you've been um recording well it's broadcasting now isn't it james acaster's oh yeah we did all those we did all those back in was it i've got no idea time oh, really? flies i've got i know it's been like something like two years since we did the first one yeah but it we came to like watch it's... the first one i can remember watching the the pilot yeah at the bbc yeah we felt a bit like dicks because we were sat in the front row which we were is a bit like yes we That's probably you. ideal. It's ideal. I like, to, I like to see. Uh, <laughs> I like to see a friendly face. Yeah, they're sort of funny recordings because we're told not to almost play to the audience, but it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. But you, it's you feel like you're sort of putting on a bit of a show, but it's absolutely pointless. Right. Because mm-hmm. no one can see it. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> bizarre. though. So you're told not to play to the audience. Kind like, of. Yeah. Oh, or really? like if it's, right. um, it's almost like to just do it, do it straight, and right. however 
whatever the reaction is to anything mm. you don't want to and it actually uh, makes yeah. it weirder if you do something yeah visual that yeah. they laugh at afterwards because you get an extra weird laugh on the end of yeah i suppose for, for the radio audience just hearing someone laugh and there's been nothing funny said yeah, you can't yeah. Go, yeah. What, what they're laughing at? it's funny because i've been listening to i'm a big fan of hancock's half hour yeah and i often listen to them and you can tell in them when one of the cast is obviously doing that quite often there'll be music playing I think because I'm a big fan of Hancock anyway, so I, I sort of know his mannerisms. Right. But you can imagine them sort of dancing to the music or playing up to the music, which is a sort of strange... So I thought that. I thought, well, this is a bit strange because it reads funny. To the that audience. was done on stage, wasn't it, in front of a live audience? Yeah. But that was, was was that the same principle? They were just reading it? Yeah, they they're were. all readings. And do you enjoy that? Does that annoy you? No, it, I think it doesn't because I know the stuff well enough to sort of know what they do. Right. And, and yeah, I, no, it doesn't bother me really, but I can see how, and particularly as things get more modern and people have a slightly different approach, because yeah. with them they didn't really retake anything, whereas obviously when you do your stuff, you can. Yeah. So it's sort of a slightly more, mm, I more think, machine. I think me and James are prone to gurn slightly if, yeah. if we think we can <laughs> inch another yeah. bit of laughter out of it. We mm. will. So the so, script is deadly it's serious. It's sort of, yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it, kind of, it almost plays off better. And James's stuff, like as like a live act now, it feels like he his character is more sort of serious, yeah. and deadpan. He almost like he doesn't let you in anymore to, yeah, yeah. to yeah. it being a joke. It's yeah. like uh, yeah, I know what his you thing mean. is like now this is this yeah. is the show. Yeah. yeah, I'm deadly serious. Yeah, yeah, and is almost confused if people laugh. Yeah, it's got <laughs> yeah. that kind of this yeah. isn't funny. Yeah. This is yeah. a. Which I guess works well with them with that sort of radio approach, yeah, yeah. That is, and that is a real change because we remember obviously having him here quite early on. Yeah, and yeah, there is a definite change, and for the better, I think, or for the mm. good. But yeah, yeah it's yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. So is that series finished now? Okay. No, there's one more to air, but I don't know when these are. So there was one on last night, and I know there's one on next Wednesday. Okay, but we're we're talking in mid-November. Mid-November. So we're so it would be the next <laughs> Wednesday, which is the. 20 last Wednesday in November, basically. I probably won't have edited this together by you now. You won't have done so that. I doubt it. Get quick. Just out of principle. Yeah. <laughs> really <laughs> rubbish. But, um, but you can go back, you'll probably be able to listen to them on some sort of. It's currently on iPlayer. iPlayer. I don't know if they will be doing it. Uh... Mm. Yeah, sorry. We're yeah. just signaling to someone outside the room who's trying. We've got sort of frosted glass here and he was, he was doing waves. It's quite and, urgent. Yeah, <laughs> like the theatre's on fire. You need, you're speaking too loud. Maybe it's to do with the fact that we're talking too loud. But... One thing I was going to ask you, because you recorded them quite a while ago. Mm -hmm. How much do you remember? And then when you listen to it, is it sort of a surprise to you, or do you feel that um, if you listen when to I it? listen to it, uh, I'm often very critical of myself. Yeah, uh, but it's more because it goes, oh, I'm terrible in that, but everyone else is great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it feels like I think I was making choices on the night, which thinking that's funny, mm. and hearing it back, I go, I don't. What's that? About? It feels like I'm. I say, it, it sounds to me like I'm in a different show. Right. I really almost like I wasn't there at all. <laughs> they edited you. And they just it edited me yeah. in yeah, at some yeah. point. Yeah. It's like free as a bird or something. You weren't really there. Yeah. This recording. But um, is it nice to do something that isn't yours? How is I, it? I think it's brilliant. One, I get um, I get a lot of praise for it for a thing I didn't write. Yeah. So it's great. Big oh, I liked in that thing, and I go brilliant. So I get a lot of. Uh, uh, received uh, praise for something I had nothing to do with, <laughs> but I just read off a bit of paper, yeah. uh, which is very nice. Yeah. Uh, and two, it's quite nice to do something where I don't mind telling people it's good. Yeah. So right. it feels mm -hmm. like I can go, there's enough sort of distance between me doing something that's not yeah. mine that I can go, it's great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. You should listen to this. Without feeling like you're sort of yeah. picking yourself up. Yeah. 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 And also, if they don't like it, it's not your fault. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Either yeah. way, exactly. it's, a, yeah. Yeah. it's a winner. Do if people you... don't like it, yeah, I, I didn't write it. Yeah, I, I wasn't yeah. happy with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, 
do you feel does it what do you feel that the stuff you do in that differs from the persona that you present when you do your stand up and does that as that does that I raise an issue? I don't think so. I I think I always think it's written. It's interesting because James obviously written it with me in mind. Yeah. And sometimes I'm reading it, and I don't know what he's got in his head, and it is often written in quite funny, the sort of funny sentences and things, mm. and I don't know genuinely if it's like is that the kind of thing I would say, <laughs> or whether it's whether it feels like he's got a definite idea of how I would say that. Right. And sometimes when we do read throughs and things, he goes, no, 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 say it like you say this. And okay. I go, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite well sort of directed and things by James. And there's often things that it's obviously based on, I mean, uh, I've, he's seen me hundreds of times, so it's yeah. probably very easy for him to go, this is the kind of thing that he would say. And there's little bits of it that actually are like, bits that are inspired by bits I've done on stage that's right. made him go, ah, oh, well, just do that like you did in yeah, that bit yeah. you do. Yeah, and presumably it makes it a little less sort of pressured in a way because, you know, you he wants you to do it in the first place. He's written it for you. You know him very well. Does that take some of the edge off of being in the BBC thing? Oh, doing... it's, oh, it's totally, I don't know, maybe. Um, I did, I've done stand-up stuff on the BBC, but then right. that also feels all right because someone's asked you to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I don't... Right. I've never, it's only ever fun. It's never, there doesn't ever feel to be a pressure. Right. I don't feel like I'm, I've got anything to prove on those nights because it feels yeah. like someone's asked me to do it. So, yeah, yeah. I suppose that's I've the got thing. a right, I've got a right, I feel like I've got a right to be there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also they've asked seeing what you do. So yeah. it's not like yeah. it's going to be so dissimilar. Yeah. 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 So outside of that, what have you, what have you been up to recently or what are your plans? Where do you, well, I'm kind of at a weird, crossroads at the minute it's late november and i've got to think about whether i'm going to do another edinburgh show next year very right, yeah. quickly yeah and uh, also knowing that i have written zero <laughs> yeah. i mean absolutely or barely anything new since edinburgh right, i've probably right. uh, pushed about five minutes of new material <laughs> i've written since edinburgh right. uh, but i've been busy i'm trying to do lots of things that would probably be I feel my jinks to talk about okay. Uh, okay. but I've got a couple of things I'm trying to get done which may or may not happen Right. Uh, which is also things that's preventing me from writing new material which is nice oh, okay. but if it comes to nothing I go oh god I've just wasted <laughs> I've yeah. just wasted months yeah, uh, it, is, it is a weird pressure Edinburgh isn't it I suppose because once you make that decision you're going to go yeah. all of a sudden it's like right pressure's on particularly at this stage if you don't really know quite what you're going to do yeah. and like you say you're waiting for something else so you don't really yeah. know uh, and it, it's the kind of thing I think if the other thing comes off I, I wouldn't feel too bad about not doing Edinburgh right. but I feel currently like I really ought to Yeah, yeah. and uh, and it'll be horrible if I have to write it in three or four months <laughs> particularly when I suppose your profile would have raised slightly because of the radio thing yeah that's, I'm doing that so. and I'm doing... just get James to write it yeah. just yeah. James well, he's James very quick he's very show. prolific yeah. <laughs> I don't know if will, and you've got no pressure then as well I'm doing Josh Widdicombe's show at the minute doing oh, okay. a slot on that on his radio show radio thing, yeah. so that XFM yeah so those things make me think oh it's probably a really mm. good re I remember talking to Nish Kumar about it he said that he felt that he was getting audience coming to see him because he was on Josh's show and you start going oh it's a really silly time not to do a show yeah but I really don't want to (laughs) (laughs) you're basically on a never ending wheel now you just have no choice for the rest of your life you'll be be doing that Um, I was just going to ask how much I saw that you'd um, auctioned off your uh, sugar puff um, yeah um, 
picture that you did for well, how much did that I'm go still, for? Like, well, it's still the, you can still bid it currently, oh, can but you? probably not by the time this is edited. Uh, and it was currently at thirty-one pounds fifty. That's good. My but that God. was that was last weekend. I haven't checked since. I did look at it when you put it up, but I can't remember what it was when I looked at it's it. It's also much more than the raw materials. So yeah, yeah I mean, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted because yeah. I, I I thought I'd better try and plug it because I was. I was just thinking, well, I'm going to have to pay for it, and yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have to buy it myself. Was this the and thing? Not knowing... So I just thought, excuse me, explain people. Who oh, don't sorry, know. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is it was it an auction that you were approached by? I approached as almost like a, a slight celebrity auction thing, but it felt completely like they couldn't possibly really want me to do it. Yeah. And then... <laughs> like, we've got another space. We need someone else. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and so I, I did it as a well. I kind of. To think, oh, I'll do it if you want. It's for charity, but yeah. are you sure? Are you sure <laughs> you've got the right email? Yeah. yeah. And they were like, yeah, yeah, totally. So I've done a thing, and I've sort of made a point of trying to. I kind of wrote it into my Edinburgh show last year to mm. hopefully give it some kind of <laughs> people might know about it, yeah, yeah. or might like it as a funny thing. So I'm delighted currently that it's thirty-one pounds, and also it's also great that I feel like uh, it seems to be currently higher than lots of. Actual celebrities, right? Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> what charity is it? It's yeah. a it's a charity called Stars on Canvas. Uh, that's what uh, charity's called, but it's raising money for something called the Willow Foundation, which oh, is a I bit like yeah. Make a Wish in the oh, UK. Okay. It's a similar mm. a similar charity. But I'm delighted that it's that I am not the worst, and I'm also delighted that I don't have to buy it myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the question is though, is it you that is the lure, or is it the sugar puff thing? What well, is the thing that's making it's it a good picture. Or is it the combined? It's a really good picture. I've no idea. It, I like. Yeah. I like to make people. Uh, hopefully, someone's got it because they want it, <laughs> or they might have seen the show. Yeah. Or like, it feels like it might be a nice present for someone who liked the show yeah. to go. Oh, that's like a weird yeah, souvenir yeah. of yeah. the show. Like, and I'll never have it again. So no. it's. Um, Will you find out who got it or any of the detail? I've no idea. I've no, no. idea how it works. Um, I'm meant to go down. I might try and pop down tomorrow if I've got time. I know it's like it's currently in like a gallery, <laughs> and uh, they asked me to go to the like the sort of drinks reception. But I was, I was slightly too embarrassed to turn yeah. up with a glass of champagne and pointing yeah. at my picture Just of honey monster. Talking to people about it. Yeah. Have you seen any of the other ones to sort of get? I've where seen some of them online. Yeah, some are. I mean, some are really good, and some are just someone's got a uh, a sharpie and yeah. drawn a, a a spaceman or something. Right. Uh, so, but you know, the person who's drawn a spaceman <laughs> might be Damon Hill or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And who wouldn't want a spaceman drawn by Damon Hill? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's yeah. amazing. And on that note, we probably should end. Yes. Our chat. Yeah. Just Thank, you. Just Thank you. Cheers. So that was Nathaniel Metcalf. Certainly was. And if you like that interview, if you like him, and why wouldn't you? You can uh, follow him on Twitter. Can't tell you what his Twitter handle is because I don't have any sort of device in front of me, but it's, I'm not even going to risk by saying it's at Nathaniel Metcalf because it probably isn't. Google yeah. him, you find him. And also listen to James Acaster's Findings, which is on Radio 4 as we Radio, speak. It's Radio 4, 11 o'clock. That's Sorry. very good that you knew that. It is 11 o'clock, yeah. No paper in front of you, I'm very impressed. Can, can I let people into a bit of a secret now? Yeah. You know, you know uh, the mostly comedy that these interviews came from mm-hmm. was on the 20th of uh, November. Yeah. Can I tell people that this recording was actually a week before?
this is happening. Just this, ruined it. You this, ruined it for everyone. This bit we're recording now is on the 14th of November. So we have absolutely no idea what's going to happen on or the 20th. if either of us are going to live through the next or, week exactly. or any, any of the acts are going to turn it's up. so much risk involved. I know. But can I, tell, can I tell people why? Why is that? It's because I'm going up Big Ben. Oh, this is why. I'm course, going up yeah. Big Ben it's the day after. David it's all about me and me going up famous landmarks yeah, in London. Yeah, we can't I'm, be up late because David Evgrave has to get up so yeah. he can go up Big Ben. I Just to clarify i'm not going up on the outside i'm not i'm not doing not peter, peter duncan, duncan yeah <laughs> whenever we say peter duncan in unison we have to somewhere around the world a peter duncan dies yeah i'm not yeah it does but not the peter duncan. Oh, okay that's so, right. so it doesn't matter. doesn't matter we've got no emotional connection with that no. yeah i'm going up the day after mostly comedy i'm going up big ben and it's something that uh it took quite a while to get you can you can ask your local mp so i asked peter lilly who, did you who, he's a friend of ours isn't he? he he appeared in a sketch with us didn't he google it Google Go it. Go on YouTube. Watch it, and then watch the moment when he walks off the stage, and we walk the other way, and and find out that basically he left. They left the building. Never thanked never us. Never saw him again. Yeah, he was a dick. So don't vote for Peter Lilly. No. And I, I'm happy to say that because I would never vote for him. He's an idiot. But that said, he did allow me. <laughs> he did. I had to write to him, or my wife had to write to him to arrange uh, for me to go up Big Ben, uh, which is, yeah, it's happening. We've got to be there quite early in the morning on you know, Friday. L- luckily, if he ever hears this, he won't hear it until after you've been up Big Ben. So That's he it. can't withdraw that. No, and I'm um, going to send invitation. him a link because I now have his details. I'll send him a link. Um, and basically, they have, to, they have to check whether you're a security risk after all these things. So probably if he did hear this, he wouldn't let me up Big Ben. No. So I'm going to be on the inside of Big Ben looking through the clock face. Apparently, you're up there when the bongs go. At, when the bongs gonna, go? going to be fucking loud. Where's some earmuffs? Yeah, I'm hoping it's not. It won't be 12. It'll be quite It'll be about nine-ish, I think. God, really? That early? Yeah. Well, to be there. You've got to be there earlier than that. You'll be able be... to see them all going to work. David yeah. Cameron, you'll be able to see them going that's to it. work. That's it. I'm hoping he'll do the tour, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm doing. So that's why we recorded this prior to the event. So we've got no idea what anyone said, as I say, if they turned up or anything. Um, but despite saying that, you're now going to listen to a fantastic interview with John Thompson. Uh, very informative. Did, would they have heard that noise, do you think? I don't know. Somebody just fell over and died. Some I think, sort of background noise happened. Yeah. Um, lots of rattling around. If it's not on the recording, I'll add something, like tambourine or something. Yeah, I think you should. But yeah, you can now listen to a fantastic interview with John Thompson. We know it's fantastic because he was very he was very sort of personable and um, told He's us a lovely guy. Yeah, Actually, we... probably one of my favourite acts we've had at Mostly Comedy. Yeah, and that thing he did that he'll talk about in this interview, that was, it was fucking hilarious. Brilliant. Um, so yeah, this is the interview with John Thompson. Okay, well we're sat here in a very small room with John Thompson. Yes, it's very exciting. Hello, hello. Uh, I wanted to ask you. I was watching the other day the man who knew too little. Which yes, I hadn't seen before. Mm. And I wanted to ask you what was it like administering a nasal spray on Bill Murray? It was great working with um, with Bill, but yeah. it was just a bit kind of. Uh, it was a, a look back now, and it was kind of like, oh my god, you know what I mean? Mm. We got on great actually. Yeah. I did do a thing where I, I I took a bit of a gamble. What I used to do was I used to do wind up phone calls where I do impersonations of people. Right. And I phoned. I found out which hotel he was staying at, and which is the Savoy. Hmm. And I asked to be put through to Mr. Murray's suite, and I did Christopher Walken to him. <laughs> and I went, why are you doing the film? It's terrible, awful. And he went, Chris. He went, Chris. Why are you phoning me? And he and he and he loved it. Right. He bought into. I mean, I could yeah. have got in trouble really for doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But he really, and uh, I did it with Cliff Parisi. We were two KGB henchmen, but it was mm. great. But he impro his impros, he ad libs right. and impros a lot. And Fred Molina at the time was struggling because he wasn't getting his cues. Right. So we all started doing it. Right. Okay. And it all got a bit out of hand because I said there was a suggestion of things for torture like uh, bring uh, bring uh, 
Turnike and Rabashit on the ring truth serum. And then I went to Toilet Duck. <laughs> and everyone loved it. And yeah. then the director went, No, don't do Toilet Duck. Oh, really? Why? He went to Product Placement. Oh, all right, no. okay. That's a shame. Never mind, right. that's not really good. It was a joy. No, it was yeah. a joy. I mean, and I, I asked him for an autograph at the end. And he, right. and he put on my signed picture, They can never destroy what we have. Which is a lovely thing to say, because yeah. it's kind of like we were comedy brethren. Yeah. So it only took a few. It was only a few years. I didn't really, yeah, get what he put, and then it was right. really quite lovely. What yeah, he'd, yeah. he'd realised that we were yeah. brothers in arms in a in a comedy world. Yeah. So That's apparently his new film's great. Yeah, I saw that it's got very good reviews. But it must be yeah. something to have that from Bill Murray as well. Who's someone yeah. who's just is he quite like, a deep? He strikes me as quite a sort of deep, per, sort of. As a person, that's quite. Really? I don't know. Quite, sort of, he's, he's, quite sort of. Only ever seen a photograph. Intense, yeah, just thinking from his face. Yeah. yeah. But no, Charlie was, was the no, money though in the film. I yeah. think what Bill, Bill right. what goes, what Bill says goes. Yeah. 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 Right, yeah. yeah. He was very much in control. Right. I wonder when you. It's a good film though. I think. Yeah, it's a good film. It's, it's a good, good story. Yeah yeah. 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 There's lots of good people in it, and I like just like it's basically the. I'll tell you. And yeah, I need to see it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's very good. I enjoyed it. I was reading on one of your sort of bio things somewhere that you, you when you started doing Spitting Image, you were mm. still at college. That's right, yeah. How, so how did that come about? What was the... How old were you then? Uh, 21 or 2, maybe. Okay. Um, it was the highest paid Saturday job I've ever had. Right. <laughs> and I was still a student. And what happened was Steve was doing Spitting Image because he, he'd, 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 he was already in the fold there. Yeah. And, st- and I met Steve at college and he found out there was another impersonator, impressionist, mimic, call it what you will. And he said, you should do a tape, like cassette tape. That's what you did. Yeah, yeah. So you recorded it on an old, <laughs> an old ghetto blaster that yeah. recorded right. and sent it off. And I sent mine off and waited. So I owe Steve a debt of thanks for kind of that opening that door to me, really. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they liked what they heard. Yeah. And my first two puppets were Gaza. They just cried and just, just yeah. cried all the time, like, you know. Yeah. And then I and then Nigel Kennedy, right. who was monster monster, Ashton Villa. He's got that list thing going oh, yeah, on. So, yeah. and I said because he's got like a cyst on his right. neck. I don't know if it's from repeated violin rubbage, <laughs> probably. But I yeah. said it would be good if you, you talked a talking boil, <laughs> and they did. They made it. So I said, well, you could make that speak. And right. they said, yeah, we will do that. And they did mm-hmm. it. How and quick was the sort of turnaround with that? Saturday, you do it. Right. So it was ten in the morning till. Right six at night and then you did the voice first and then the puppets are done in the studio oh, right. to the vo- to the pre-recorded voices so that's that's pretty so they've got to know what the words are going to be they've got the script advanced, there right? so they're literally sort of they've got the script mm. yeah yeah it's quite quite but the thing is some people used to go why is it so because right at the end on a Sunday night it would be very topical yeah and there'd be something that had only just happened and you'd go mm. how's that possible mm. what mm-hmm. they do is because the puppets didn't the mouths just went mat 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 mat. You could redub uh, okay. a top. They get right people in to redub it mm. and do something incredibly topical, and people go, "Yeah, How, yeah, how's that?" Yeah. Mm. So sort of conversely, when you did the Curse of the Were Rabbit, yeah, how does that work? Do you record the the dialogue first, and yeah. then because I just wonder, it was the dialogue first, and the thing about that was, I only was given the two. Uh, was only given the scenes, the the sides, the piece mm. of paper with my lines on. I wasn't ever given a full script. I was right. just that because it was a kind of disclaimer against the reveal mm. of who oh, right, the okay. were rabbit was. So right. I didn't know <laughs> who the were rabbit was until the premiere. 
right. Oh, really? Well, I was really grateful because it's yeah, a really yeah, big yeah. reveal. Yeah. And I would have gone, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So that was, that was nice. But it's like yeah. some scripts now, you get them and you they're watermarked with your name on. So if mm. you lose your script and it's leaked, they can trace it straight back to you. Right. Yeah. Recently, I just did Sasha Baron Cohen's new film, Grimsby. That was on a that was a self-destructing script. So I had to download an app yeah. to read the script and it went you've seventy-two hours to right. read this. So you had to learn it in seventy two hours. Not learn it, just oh, read right. read it. <clears throat> yeah. Right. Read the story and then it dissolved. <laughs> How bizarre. Yeah. That's the stop. impossible. Yeah. yeah. It stopped if someone got if I lost my iPad and someone yeah. got access to it. And that is That's exactly crazy. like that. I'm trying to write it down really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my yeah. iPad blew up. Take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the Quentin Tarantino thing, isn't it? Where the the film that was leaked, which now he's not going to make, because it's something about he had a no, script really. that he was really yeah last few the months. The cowboy film was it? Yeah, yeah, and he was really pleased with it. And then because you don't, I think he only sent it to about five people, maybe a couple of agents and a couple of actors. And then because it got leaked, he said, "Well, I'm not going to make it now." And he knew. So apparently, so trying the people try and infiltrate uh, studios to right. get ideas to to make oh, similar. Really? Yeah, as well. It's a bit depressing. Yeah, kind yeah. of like um, industrial espionage. Yeah. in Hollywood. Yeah, they want to know. So that they can make theirs first. Oh, it's like Robin Hood. There were about three, weren't there, at one yeah, time? Yeah, Prince yeah. of Thieves, yeah. and then there was yeah. a Patrick Bergen one, and a, yeah. yeah, and then there was Men in Tights that we don't talk about because yeah. I'm a big yeah. Mel Brooks fan, and that didn't really work. <laughs> I never saw it actually. I think, Men in Tights. I heard no, so no. much about it because we were saying that like, oh, Mel Brooks went, yeah, yeah, and they went Men in Tights. They went, don't. Simon Day said to me, don't tell me Men in Tights, and I went, no, so, yeah, you're right. <laughs> and he went Spaceballs. I went. No, don't. No, yeah. don't. Yeah. So, were you were at college with Steve Coogan. Yeah, that's then. right. Were you with uh, Simon Greenall as well? Did you go to the same? Simon was a year above Steve. Okay. So when I came to Manchester Polytechnic, as yeah. it was then, not Metropolitan University, mm. when I joined the Poly, then Simon had left. Okay. Oh, right. But Simon used to write material for Steve Stand-Up. So that's oh, how really? they, that's the connection that's how they between met, the two. Yeah. Ah, right. Yeah. So how did that lead? Because you did uh, the show in Edinburgh, didn't you, with with Steve? Ninety two, we did yeah. the, we did um, Steve Coogan in character with me. I did Bernard Rice on and played a few other characters, including Ernest Moss's son Robin. I wish you did in the which um, we co-wrote. Run, yeah, so we co-wrote the show, and then took it on a little mini tour with a, a lectern <laughs> and an old slide projector. Right. But the way we worked with writing was fantastic because it was organic. What we would do is we would drive around Manchester in kind of old industrial areas, in costume, in character, with a mate taking photos. And we would say, stop here, get out. And we found like an old cafe called the Butty Bar Plus that had been burnt out. Right. And we stood and he was like that, with his arm around me. And then we climbed up the unfinished section of the Mancunian flyover. And it was just these things. We What we did was we just said, take a picture, hmm. take a picture. Hmm. And wrote right. around the, the picture, yeah, yeah. and it was a re- really great way of writing. Yeah, because yeah. you can you can change it. You can you can have a different show if you wanted, you know. Mm. And it's sort of giving you the inspiration. It's sort of half writing it for you, isn't it? Because you have a good image. You can yeah. yeah, we knew it was a good. We knew it was funny, you know. Yeah. You know, I'll never, I'll never forget the line about the Stockport Pyramid development. It was it's finished now. It's the co-op, right? But it's a because it's a pyramid. It's on Google Earth, and it's like top five places that the Illuminati are, uh, are, are responsible for. Okay. And it's the co-op bank headquarters <laughs> in the... Uh, you know what I mean? But yeah. the line Steve said, it was... Well, we co-wrote it was... I used to love writing for Ernest. He went, uh, Stop Bob, pyramid development. You won't see Nefertiti in there, but what you will see is the finest sprinkler system this side of Chatterton. <laughs> 
Was that really. quite similar to Alive and Lude? Or, or, you know, in, in the, it was the two of you and... Yeah. Um, Alive and Lude was the kind of jumping off point to to Edinburgh. Oh, okay. We, I think it came in that order. Was that... I thought it was, was The other way around. Live and Lude was the, but after, was, was the after Edinburgh. Yeah, I think it was 94. Yeah. That's and right. That, and Edinburgh was 92, I think. For, yeah. So yeah. we won the Perry and that kind of... That started Paul Carr Video Diaries. Two, right. Three fights away in the funeral. That we got a BAFTA for, yeah. yeah, and it was. I'll never forget that night because we won that BAFTA, and it was literally like, "Who are these northern oiks? Why on earth?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. looking around, pulling faces. It That's was, amazing. That's yeah, really it was yeah. great. You know what I mean? Yeah. How did you shoot it? Did you? Were you actually? Because it's so handheld. We rehearsed so. the absolute life out of it. Right. So it was all scripted to the point where you knew it inside out. So you could just be as natural as possible, yeah. Without worrying about the dialogue, about mm. worrying. For me, it was a baptism of fire, but it was, it helped me with my acting because I because I was playing a real person on a video diary. Mm. I had to kind of find a way of acting that would be so believable. Mm. You, you could believe that Paul and Bob existed. Yeah. Mm. So that was my kind of way of. of and it's the way I use today is that instinctive mm. acting mm. some say Sanford Mize in a way it's kind of you know it's reactive mm. that's how I work now and to yeah. just try and make it as natural as possible but sometimes it's you would have thought it would be the other way you mm. wouldn't rehearse it yeah, yeah. you thought you just kind of got an AB structure yeah. a beginning and an end and you just play around you know like that's the thing that Scorsese does that to a point sometimes yeah. but no it was Jeff P uh, Posner we rehearsed it and rehearsed it and rehearsed it. Right. It's all scripted. Right. It's the tension. It was detail, handheld. Mm. Handheld, but on a good camera, but then kind of graded to look. Because even I the sound it. sounds like it's from the camera, it, mm. but in a good way. It makes yeah. it convincing. Yeah. So I sort of wondered how that was done. I mean, it, you could probably, when it was lit and things and yeah. stuff, but right. you'd have thought you, right. you, yeah, the you budget could have been. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's what makes it real, I think. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like I say, it's attention to detail that goes into that. Is there a lot of sort of backstory thing going on as well that sort of you know, working out what that character would have been or like well that sort just, of was it just this is the written this is what yeah we is. can discuss you know yeah. how long they know each other and why you know why are they mates yeah. and what, did mm. they go to the same school and yeah yeah it was that kind of thing because there's sort of a consistency to all the characters and that sort of thing where you mm. do believe that, that you know it's consistent in terms of the things you reference and there's like a, through you know yeah. which goes on to like Alan Partridge and all the sort of stuff he does it's detail we yeah. mean yeah. Steve That's, yeah. the devil's in the detail we know we, me and Steve can't tolerate lazy writing. So in the right. old days, it would be he uh, a, like a, co a, a kind of nerdy character. He arrives in a Skoda. We just go. Mm. Mm. But if someone writes, he arrives in an Austin Maxi 1100 that's brown <laughs> with one yellow door. The mm. corner is made of corner window is made of polythene. Yeah, because it's been broken into to steal what we don't know. And the uh, aerial is made out of a coat hanger. It's the yeah. detail. Yeah, just yeah. you know, the lazy writing kind of yeah. it. it, it I'll give you an example. Recently, I walked out of, and people go, <laughs> I walked out of uh, Book of Mormon. Oh, okay, yeah, really? Because I just, oh, really? I was appalled how lazy that was. I've not seen it yet. I've seen it twice, and I feel ashamed <laughs> now to say that I can't, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a big musical theatre person, so I okay. just love the, the showy aspect of it. But um, I was I, just. I know what you mean. Yeah, I, know I, what you mean, I though. thought it was just kind of the lowest common denominator. Yeah. Just yeah. smut. Yeah. I don't really do yeah. smut. Right. 
I did wonder it, that with that whether it'd be so it's sort a, of but big it's, I suppose it, it's there it's what they well, do I felt so it? strange so I felt like I was in the Mad World video that everyone else was laughing except me oh, really? yeah. it was a very I was in a little bubble of my mm. own oh, I've got to go do you remember we did that gig in um, Hatfield or something, and, and there was a comedian on that. And again, it, they it, everyone loved it apart from us. And you just think, think what is? It is for me. There's always like we always say this with it, I. We're really into the subtle and the the sort of things yeah. that aren't really pointed. Those sort of things that are in the background. And yeah, that was one of those nights where we were sort of doing quite subtle. Here's some pictures. See what you can find in these sort. Yeah, of yeah, yeah. And then and then and completely wrong audience. And then this guy comes on, comes on and does very obvious. Yeah, gags with no real. It's funny you should say that. I spoke to Steve Royal about that recently. You know, Steve the Juggler, he's a brilliant, brilliant comedian, and he he said there was a young kind of the new breed of comedians. There's so many like kind of mm. kind of unrehearsed mm. life stories that, mm. that that they kind of think are funny, mm. and he said that one of those went out, and he absolutely, he absolutely, you know, they loved him, mm. and then Steve went right, wait till they get a load of me, <laughs> and it was the tortoise in the hair. Really, he said right. he was just bombed. Right. Yeah. They were like, oh, mm. yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's, it's like I've doubled up. I've died on my ass at the first gig, and mm. I've gone to the second gig, and I've had an encore. Right. With the same material. So it shows you. How it's it's just shows you. It's t- I, I, we find we find it really hard because we kind of we kind of know what you've we got like. to write new stuff every week though. But I think that's it. I think it's good though. Yeah. If that's one of the things. That's one of the rules is start your own club and compare mm. it mm. as a way of really building your set. Because it forces you into a corner, doesn't it? You have to yeah, do it, and yeah. that's what that's what we did. It's a good thing. Yeah, it's very it's been... nerve wracking, though. Yeah, I saw your hand. I remember that. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I, and I, the set list on the stage. Yeah, well, it's the first time I've done it, so I've only seen like the third time I've done it on my own. He's braver can... than I am. I mean, right. I, I we. I love very the stuff about like... every fifteen minutes. I'm bombasted with a, a bombarded oh, yeah. with a. With, <laughs> with work haven't I got. haven't yeah, got. Yeah. Oh, you poor thing. Yeah, and so it will continue. Yeah. But yeah, I, I felt the hand going, you think, oh, there it is. There's the telltale thing that someone... But I think we're both, we're both really hyper-aware yeah. people. So we sort of... But I think both I of think us have made... a thing of... When, you, when you, something happens, you kind of go, that's happening, I can feel that happening, that's happening. And I do make notes, though, when I've kind of like... Hmm. I've got laughs. People say, you know, I don't do the old uh, memo. No. Um, idea for sketch. <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Uh, I just give like I've done little notes for stuff that's like there's one that I forgot to do tonight about Twitter trolls, right? Which um, was I saying you know they're a nightmare, but I said I've been on Twitter five years, I've only ever blocked four people, but I am following a troll at the moment, <laughs> and I'd like to read some of his tweets to you. Um, just be warned, and I just say those goats are trip trapping over my bridge again, <laughs> day in day out. I'm gonna eat one one of these days. That's one of them. Go, <laughs> I miss Norway. Quite a sad one, that one. <laughs> how, how do you approach the stuff you write then? I mean, I, know I have the worst audience at home ever. I have a, a wife and two daughters. One is four. My, my youngest is four. Sophia, Olivia is 12. And my wife. And I try stuff out on them and they just, just draw a blank. Right. And they look at each other and mouth rubbish. <laughs> and so, so a lot of times I'm going in completely cold to yeah. try stuff out but it was nice tonight because it was relaxed so I kind of like the story about King's Bill yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a few things like the cheetah stuff I've expanded that uh, the monkey thing because it happened the other night it kind of just naturally it went a bit wrong or it, the kookaburra someone said the woman said what animal it was and it oh, yeah. really yeah. put me off my game but I thought instead of 
letting it affect me. I'll discuss how it's, a, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you yeah, openly go, yeah. well, you've ruined that now, haven't you? Yeah. And it, it works, it works. Yeah. It's funny how a sabotage can work to your advantage. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of honest comedy, isn't it? It is, it's, better, you know, it's nice. Yeah, that's what I like about it. It's, there's no making up stuff or sort of... No, no, no. Exactly. Yeah. Or that faux, you know, yeah. laugh, <laughs> uh, yeah, laughing yeah. at your own yeah. jokes. You can yeah. see that, you know, that kind of, that it really kind of grates on me a bit. Like, well, you it, know, it's a disconnection as well, isn't yeah. it? Because you think, well, this isn't real. and that's Yeah, that's it. You're not connected. Yeah. Where, where it's kind of verbatim and they've kind of, yeah. le- I've learned this joke yeah. and I will do it this yeah. way. Yeah. And yeah. sold to the people around. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, responding to to no one kind of thing. That thing we always say where someone. Yeah, we sometimes and we do it ourselves. I yeah. think, but sometimes you're not listening to the room. So and the audience every, say someone shouts something out, everyone else hears it. You don't hear it, and then you respond in a way that's yeah. not right. It's we, like the, the bottle smashed, it's crashed tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really didn't know what to. Well, I kind of got a, you know. But it was good because you pointed out what it actually was. Yeah. When you because that's that's what I mean. If you because it was a bit yeah because you, you know when you've got your audience it is quiet, yeah. and mm. something that simple will kind of throw you off you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. Know? It's better to refer to it really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So how uh, how did the fast show arrive? Was that we were doing a, Paramount City at the Windmill <laughs> Theatre in London. As Sam was doing Tommy Cockles and I was doing my stand up. Uh, I wasn't doing Bernard then. I was doing Bernard, but I, I never did him on the show. Right. Paul Whitehouse came on. And Paul did a character which was a, like a, funny, you know, a bit like what I kind of say about the sounds thing. Mm. He did a psychic Welsh medium woman, old lady, who had a oxygen mask like Dennis Hopper in uh, Blue Velvet. <laughs> it was multi-layered, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm. It was sort of totally that, and she went, oh, I've got one coming through, and you <laughs> and he do Tommy Cooper and he went and it didn't go down well at all right. it was awful yeah um, um, and Paul went well that was good wasn't it <laughs> and he just laughed about it and just said and he goes man Charlie Dixon we're writing a show and it was a bit like one of those uh, heist films you know where they go and find the guys working underneath the car Mm. And he slides out, and they go, "Come on, come and do the job." <laughs> it was like getting the gang together right, for yeah, yeah, Ocean's yeah. Eleven. Yeah, they were picking all the char- character comics. Right. So it was me. They approached me because mm. oh. they knew I was doing character comedy. They approached Simon mm. and Caroline. Right. Who was doing Sister Mary Macula? So none Simon. of you knew each other other than I knew Caroline. Simon, I, yeah, I, I, I saw Simon do Tommy Cockles, and I just fell in love with that character because mm. it was in the f- uniquely funny, mm. like nothing else I'd ever seen. Mm. And Simon lived in Greenwich, and I used to live in Greenwich in London, and uh, we were best mates. So we've kind of like, we've rekindled our friendship after all these years, but right. when I lived in South East London, Simon's who I knocked about with. Oh, yeah. And we used to do mini tours with Malcolm Hardy. Right. Malcolm, mm-hmm. me, and, and Simon. Who does the, um, is it in the Spirit of the Fringe? Am I thinking Malcolm Hardy? Why yeah. do I think that name? Spirit of the Fringe? He died, think? Malcolm. Do I not? I don't mean him then. No. Isn't there an award in his name? Was there an award? Yes, there is an award. Yeah. I'm thinking Edinburgh Festival. Yes, there is. Of course, the Malcolm Hardy Award. Yes, there is. The dear departed, poor old Malcolm. Yeah. 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 So, how did you like approach the writing and stuff with it? Was it could... you write your own yeah. and you would perform theirs? Okay. But they were the bosses, right? Very much. It was their show. So it's Paul and Charlie. Charlie's, and he goes, right. I've got this. Who wants to have a go at it? And he goes, or oh, they go, John. I think you'd be right for jazz man. Right. So the jazz man was the, like he's the most popular character that I do, and I am a jazz. I'm, well, I'm a drummer, but I love jazz. But that hadn't really anything to do with it. And 
the thing is though it's a bit ironic that I genuinely love jazz especially fusion which is a kind of bit out there sometimes right, yeah. and people don't believe me when I say oh yeah I do I love I do love jazz uh, but it was Mark Milo switching the camera cuts between you know to going straight down the barrel going yeah. great <laughs> nice yeah. and that was a great idea because otherwise it's quite on paper mm. it's not really funny yeah. yeah it's just kind of is a pretentious show so it was it was a down to Mark's direction and my uh, fleshing out mm. Louis yeah. that, that, that kind of because some of the because it was all on auto cue because it's so impossible to learn oh, really? to, yeah when you're talking about the A B B recapitulation with yeah. the C sharp major <laughs> late motifs yeah. and you know what I mean it yeah. was kind yeah. of like talking musical jargon mm. it was just I'm trying to remember some of the the names of the the albums and the plays mm. one thing we did do was we sat down and. It was my idea that to use tube stations as players, right? Which works brilliantly. So mm. Leicester Square on sax, <laughs> and then, and of course the inimitable Thaden boys on Hammond Orgy. <laughs> so you just look at the tube map, and it yeah. was just perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, Parsons Green there playing double bass, and you, some of you might remember his, his dear departed brother from who, the flugelhorn player Soylent. <laughs> so it's Parsons Green and his brother Soylent yeah. but it was all kind of it's just fun yeah you know what I mean I used it, to really like the sort of professor character yeah, do, yeah. I used to do that with there's a comedian called um, Alan Francis okay Scottish and he was in my stage year and we used to do a thing called talking through a hole in your beard we used to do it together <laughs> two California scientists yeah. and I kind of like took it with me and did it and so did you write that that one then, I wrote that, yeah. Mm. But we, I used to mess around with Alan at school doing it. Mm. But I wrote, I wrote that. Mm. Yeah, that's one of mine. Yeah. So, what was the edit like? Did did you did Paul and Charlie sort of know the route that an episode was going to take? Or was it just yeah? You did what they do is we do location that was played in in studio, and we do live sketches as well. So they right. build a pub, and we would do every pub sketch in that in oh, okay. that particular oh, right. series back mm. to back, depending on what if it was uh, whether it was. Um, okay. Uh, older Bill's mate Simon Billy Bleach or Caroline that used to do a Cockney woman used to go and he would she would lie on a bed and it's ultraviolet light like the sun and that is oh, you're not going to believe this a sun bed <laughs> it, it, there was that character and then yeah. there was um, then there was well what some of it some of the sketches came from just chatting mm. yeah yeah I seem to think I don't know I'll be shot down in flames for this I think I came up with the, the idea I think I did come up with the idea where where Jordy is different to now, like really RP yeah. old nineteen yeah. forties people, oh, yeah, yeah, but not yeah. doing the different now. Yes, yeah. and I'm a yard it from <laughs> you know uh, yeah. Kingston upon Thames, not Kingston Jamaica. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like we sit down between breaks and laugh and and, and stuff would get you get yeah. written mm. written up, but there yeah. wasn't that there was a room for there was room for ad libbing, but it right. wasn't like. A lot of people think shows like that, it's a free-for-all, you just, you, you, you haven't got time. Yeah. You haven't got time, because yeah. those shows, people go, why isn't it on anymore? Expensive. Mm. So many different yeah. locations. And... Locations, costumes, wigs. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just such a shame, though. they don't make them like that anymore. Well, when we came back recently, they, they were, so, yeah, yeah. The, the people oh, yeah. went, oh my God, this is so good compared yeah. to everything else. Yeah. yeah. It just stood out. We started all that sort of stuff, I think. It started that. 
And it's a really good thing that you can break away from an idea really quickly. So yeah. you can see something through to what you it yeah. works and then move on. Whereas like with a sitcom, sometimes things can be tired. Yeah, yeah. The, the one thing about the Americans, I love, they, they, they've really, really got sitcom down to a fine art, but mm. they have a tendency to, for example, Bananas, if you, in an English comedy film, excuse me, someone will slip on a banana skin and you'll see them walk, you'll do a shot mm. of the skin, mm. you'll see them pull to the wide, they'll walk, they'll slip on the banana skin and they'll fall. Maybe cuts a laughter of the crowd or, yeah. or he's even going embarrassed and we'll leave it there but the Americans don't they'll go the man walks up shot the banana skin minding his own business slips on the banana skin falls flat on his face mm. cut to crowd member hey did you see the guy <laughs> just slip on the banana why yeah. don't need yeah. it's kind of like the thickest version of yeah. comedy it's like yeah, yeah. why you didn't have to I did, I, I did see it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. watching this. Do you, do you think I missed it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Isn't that that sort of lazy writing thing again, though? Isn't mm. it? Or unnecessary writing. Just, unnecessary. They don't do subtle, do yeah. they? They don't do subtle, so it becomes very... Well, it's irony as well. They're not yeah. great. It's weird, because no. The Simpsons runs and runs, and it's just so not American. Yeah. Like yeah. humor. It's very strange how yeah. it's so successful. It's so bizarre, isn't it? Because yeah, it's because so it's just so anti-American yeah, kind yeah. of humour. Yeah. And it's on Fox as well. Which I know, is which so, is so, fascist TV. Yeah, yeah. so so bizarre. So yeah. Bizarre. I actually yeah. came to see when you did uh, your Fast Show Live thing. I was a lot there. of comics say that it was the best. Uh, the Apollo. Yes. That's yeah, what yeah. you were saying to me earlier. Yeah. yeah. A lot of comics say that it's the best comp live thing. It was brilliant. It was so seen. well put but together. We, were, we, we, we worked it. Yeah. See, shooting stars, they were, Jim went, hey, well, we've done it before, we'll be all right. Yeah, and it showed. It did it show. Just, That's what I said. Exactly what he said earlier. And I love yeah, shooting exactly it, it was just yeah. like, yeah. but we were again rehearsed, rehearsed mm. in the space, rehearsed, dress mm. rehearsal, like a theatre show. Yeah, we just proper spanked it yeah, hard. Yeah. So it was tight, like the people in the boxes and. Mm. Like you know, it yeah, was yeah. it was a proper show. Yeah, yeah, and it had to live up to what the fast show was on telly, which was a very fast, obviously oh, thing. And, and then backstage, they had those chickens. Yeah. yeah, it's like you know, it was my beard with a wig, yeah, with a wig, yeah. and that's not my wig. Do you have people sort of doing stuff for you? Or was it very? Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, dresses, dresses and, and oh stuff. yeah, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like the Lady Boys of Bangkok. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went to see. Um, I think the only thing I think I saw Little Britain live, which I imagine was a very similar sort of style of thing, although. Obviously, much later, but yeah, that was. That, it's hard when there's two cars, of them covering the changes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they had um, two other people. I can't I forget. I know who they are. I've forgotten their names. Gone out of my head, but yeah, they had only had two other casts. I think on stage with them, sort of covering yeah. bits and pieces. So yeah. another like, cause I, I really love the Far Show live when I saw it. Another one I really liked was uh, when Steve Coogan did the Man Who Thinks He's It. I don't know if you saw that or you're around the one with uh, Simon. Simon Pegg, Pegg saw yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it was, I just thought it was great. It was the, a great show. Yeah, a combination of the music and everything, and Tony Farina doing the song. Well, Tony Farina works brilliantly live. Yeah, and I think Alan Partridge works brilliantly on telly. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, there's Partridge's not great live, but Tony Farina's fantastic live. Yeah, it was yeah. a great shame actually that he didn't do Tony Farina in the late. Well, I say the latest show, the last big show. He do you did. know the story about Tony Farina? Turkish TV wanted to buy that show, that format, because really? he thought it was a real show. Really? Well, it's just like, if yeah. you turn on telly in Turkey, that's it's Tony Farina. <laughs> Excellent. They thought it was genuine. There's yeah. no irony. They thought, this man is brilliant and Tony Farina is very good with the, with the bodies. I wanted to ask you about, because you're a drummer, aren't you? Which I have to say, I, I saw um, the, through the keyhole yeah. that you did, um, 
fairly recently. Wasn't you wouldn't believe how many people have seen that, but it's oh, on really? the, I didn't really know why because it's on the back of X Factor. Mm. That's not. No. That's well, I, I have. Yeah, that is why I saw it, but not because I like X Factor because my wife. You're not painting X a very good picture. I'm really not helping no, myself, but, am I? Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't believe how many. It was great though. I thought it it's was lovely, really good. It's lovely, you know. So, they don't like you being in when they come round, right? And I oh, was really? in, but I'm not like, going, <laughs> don't go in there. No, don't touch that. Put that down. It's not that. It was like, would you like a brew? Like a biscuit. Yeah. They're normally used to people like leaving the place. Really? For them. They're there for 12 hours. Okay. But Lee's lovely. He's really lovely. And he showed me some... uh, This is what I like about Northerners. (laughs) Is the loyalty and their kind of genuineness shines Mm. through. Because he showed me some of his sketch show that he shot a pilot on his phone. And I thought it was hysterical. And I went, that's really good. He went, do you want to be in here? And I went, what? I went, do you want to do Mm. some stuff? And I went... Yeah, I'd love that. Well, mm-hmm. I, I didn't expect another call. Yeah. Sure enough. Wow. I got the call and I've done some. Yeah, what a great yeah. time. So that's why he should be there. He, he's yeah. another one I love for his attention to detail in the character that he characters that he creates. Yeah. I just, I've he's an art student, you see. He makes all the masks and everything. And does he really? Yeah. All the bow selector masks were made by him. I love it. I just love his the, the, everything that he does. There's a, a real he's a clever lad. Yeah. Mm. Really fit. You really feel like you're watching a real person. You don't ever go. And I, I mean, I'm sort of oh, yeah, fascinated you do, yeah. by. I'm fascinated by. Lee Francis because I'd love to sort yes. of know more about him yeah. because I just feel like oh he's, he's very interesting yeah because like there was Avid Merriam before people yeah. forget about that oh, exactly that's well, the well thing that was a brilliant character well creation yeah yeah because yeah. he was yeah. always you know yeah true. and the little bear um, yeah stuff. I forget what the character's name was but yeah it was that stuff it was, it was called Little Bear I think it was yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no, brilliant so. well, we probably should draw it to close it's very yes. like thank you so much for coming that's here that's alright yeah thank, thank you thank you Hitchin for being so warm I can go to bed with a smile on my face yes so that was John Thompson it was right there and even though obviously we haven't heard the interview yet um, because this even though this is happening after you hear the interview it's actually happening way before the interview mm, which is way great. before way before a whole week before yeah at least seven sleeps mm. um we were genuinely, we are genuinely very excited to have him at Mostly Comedies, uh, a comedy hero of both of ours. He was in yes. so many things that, well, both of us watched when we were very young, Alan mm. Partridge, The Paul and Pauline Carp, Video Diaries. So possibly the most excited I am to have an actor at Mostly Comedy. So it's lovely to have him in the future, providing he turns up. Yes, that is that is one point that we should say, is that uh, this could all be completely ruined by him not being here. Yeah, this is true. Although we could drop the bombshell that he's staying in the Sun Hotel in Hitchin, knowing that it won't affect anything. True, because it will have happened. Yeah, it will so have already you happened. could have thought, oh, I could go there on the Friday morning and I could meet him at breakfast when he has his breakfast that we will be paying for. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you, you can't, because it's happened, so you've exactly. wasted. Anyone, you've wasted time. Any Sorry, sort though, of stalkers. We'll be there. Yeah, we're going to be there. We're we'll going to have there. a nice breakfast, aren't we? We, we are, yeah. We probably, we're staying in the room next to him as well, aren't we? We are, yeah. Yeah, together. Sh- sharing a bed. Yeah. So uh, that was episode 15 of the More Than Mostly Comedy podcast. It was very you, good. Paul. I really enjoyed it. It was very good. I enjoyed it particularly. Mm. Um, we, listen to the other ones. There's plenty of them up there on um, on the old iTunes and the new iTunes. Mm-hmm. Um, interviews with uh, various people. We've got uh, Peter Capaldi, Michael Caine. Uh, are you saying all this in advance of those people that we are going yes. to soon be interviewing? Yeah, Donald Pleasance. That was that's particularly Donald good because he died in the sort of early two thousands. Um, but yeah. we haven't recorded that yet. Bobby Davro. He's Bobby Davro. That was a good yeah. one. Lenny Henry. Yep. Uh, who else have we interviewed? Roy Chubby Brown. Billy Pierce. Billy, Billy Chubby Pierce, um, uh, Chesney Hawks, yep, uh, and various other people. Cliff Richard, Cliff Richard, yeah. Um, Noel Edmonds, Noel Edmonds. That was a good one. Yeah, we we told us some really uh, 
he dished the dirt about uh, Mr. Blobby, didn't he? He did, yeah. And then um, we had Mr. Blobby himself. Uh, yeah. That was a really, really in-depth interview, actually, I think. Quite terrifying. He was throwing himself yeah. around the... Stu- I say studio, like we have a studio. It's just a room. Yeah. just a room above the theatre. But yeah, listen to those episodes. Or you, alternatively, you could listen to the real ones, like Phil Jupiter's and Richard Herring and... Stuart Lee. No, not Stuart Lee. Don't say the one we didn't do. We didn't do Stuart Lee. We that- didn't... We didn't have stupid. You're making things. it all sound sexy. Yes. Uh, but listen to that. Come to Mostly Comedy. If you listen to this at the right time of year, um, well, I was going to say you come see Sean Hughes next month, but actually it's sold out. So unless you've got tickets, then you, you can't. Ah. So, ah, to you. Should have pulled your finger out of wherever you put your finger in. Uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. See you around soon. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>